Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And we have with us on the line Jeff Fier. He is the Senior Security Analyst at IDC. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, Juliet. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Could you give us a little insight into IDC as a company and what you do there? Yep. All right. So um, IDC is a global um, market intelligence company. So um, we basically um, track the market of, of consumer technology. And also, we have about a thousand and one hundred analysts worldwide. And um, I'm I'm actually a senior market analyst there. Uh, my research portfolio covers security. And uh, a couple of months ago, blockchain actually falls into my portfolio as well. Yeah. So go ahead and give us a little background about how the how the blockchain bug bit you. How you got involved in it? Yep. All right. So um um basically um. We have been tracking um, the the market and and technology trends in the industry. So, um, having done security, uh, we realized that blockchain has a lot to offer with with um, the underlying um, security benefits that they have. So, um, automatically that falls into our portfolio as well. So. As of now, we have been actually um, taking a uh, taking a deeper look at how blockchain is evolving um, around the world. Um, for my end, I'm actually covering the Asia Pacific region. So some of my research around blockchain actually involves um, tracking the regulatory environment on blockchain, um, and also looking at um, all the startups that are in the region because we realize that although um, there are many consulting firms. Um, the larger consulting firms that are offering blockchain solutions, um, many cases it, it, it appears that um, these big companies are actually engaging the smaller blockchain startups to help them to do um, the groundwork in their projects. So we realize that by by you know looking at the the smaller startup, we can actually get a better view of you know what are what are the the, the current offerings in around blockchain in the market. That's fantastic, fantastic. So IDC, you guys do a lot over there. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and give us a little insight into the products and services you provide? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So it's actually um, broken down into um, um, a couple of different products and services. So um, for a start, there are the subscription services. We have um, our CIS programs where all of our analysts are actually um, doing their reports and and pumping it into this repository. So um, it's a subscription service where um, both technology suppliers and tech buyers can actually subscribe to these services and they can gain um, better insights of the industry and the market. So um, we have we cover a lot of areas, you know, from big data to to like blockchain and also like robotics, 3D printing, AR, VR, AI and IoT, etc. So um, the the area is really large, and and any technology buyers and suppliers can actually gain more insights by subscribing to such services. So on top of that, we also have our IT spending guides, where we, like I said, we track um how the market is actually um spending based on 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 the taxonomy that we have actually um predefined. So 
for example, in, in security, we would have um, tracked them by hardware, software and services and then broken it down into the different industries. So um, technology uh, suppliers, they can actually you know, see where they stand in, in, in terms of the market sizing. And buy, tech buyers can, can actually also get a, a feel of you know, what are the other companies spending their money on when it comes to security, for example. So um, linking to that, we have our tracker products. We, we actually provide a timely um, um, tracking of the market size, the vendor shares, and we also do forecasts actually for, for the technology markets, including um, emerging markets. So um, the forecast goes on to talk about you know, how we feel that the, the market will be spending um, and we break it down by uh, you know, region and, and also by product types. So we also offer like um, custom solutions where um, it's designed around um, specific business goals. So, for example, for some of the technology um, suppliers, they could um, engage us to actually, you know, do do a survey to depending on their their sales and, stra- and marketing strategy to you know go to the market. Um, I mean, go go out there, conduct a survey um, to to get answers from 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 the the kind of companies that they would want to know more information about. So, for example, um, a a security supplier could actually, you know, understand more about what kind of products are are, are people buying. You know, what are their top concerns? What what are the the top challenges that that um, tech buyers are facing? And we take it as um, we are sort of like the bridge in between them. You know, because technology suppliers they have always um, their best sales pitch and and they know. The, what their products can do, but they might not know what they, um, the end users are looking at. They may provide um, some of the top-notch um, security solutions, but, but some, um, it might not address specifically what, what the end users are looking at. Yep. So um, the last thing that we, we also offer is um, IDC events. So basically, um, every year we conduct um, various events, or we, we might work with some partners to, to host some events where we can actually help to train technology leaders of the future. We provide um, information um, and, 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 and insights during such events and sessions. Um, I think one of the, the most attended events is the um, Asian Financial Services Congress, where um, we have had a lot of um, financial service industry players coming to attend. And, and we talk about, you know, how is technology evolving around around the FSI uh, industry? Because we le- realize that um, most of the time, the financial services industry are at the at the forefront on on technology um, purchasing and investments. So many so many different avenues that can go along with yes. that. <laughs> um, you know, because of all these options, what, what portion are you excited about within this company, and why? Um, for me, I'm I'm, I'm I a more of a, a nerdy guy. So I'm actually really interested in, in doing um, the custom solutions part because we I, I tend to get, you know, the opportunity to, to research into to certain spe- um, fields, specific aspects. For example, um, like the blockchain example that I mentioned earlier, um, I really got to, you know, create environments involving um, in the Asia-Pacific region. And then going, you know, further into understanding, you know, why are different um, the government of different countries, you know, um, taking certain steps and implementing certain regulations around blockchain? Because um, I mean, maybe I, I, I should um, 
highlighted, you know, our research, um, at least my research covers, you know, more on the technical side on blockchain and, and not the cryptocurrency side, not the financial value part. So um, to me, blockchain is actually um, um, a progress and an innovation for, for the technology side. And, and for example, when China and, and South Korea, you know, issued a ban on ICOs, I feel that that is actually, you know, restricting innovation and, and, and slowing down. But um, after talking to, to many blockchain companies, we realized that uh, it isn't the case. So I would say research in, in such fields gets me really excited. Yeah, and that does sound... You know, with with your experts, where do you see these technologies going? Mm-hmm. I think um, for security, I mean, we have seen a, a, a change in terms of how how cyber attacks are, are taking place, you know. So um, that that in terms also drives the, the evolution of, of security services being offered. I mean, in the past, we can see a lot of try, uh, companies trying to handle their own cyber security, doing it in-house, but we realize that, you know, um, it's just too costly to do that. So um, there are many managed service, uh, managed security services providers out there now, which can help you do the job, and and it will probably cost a lot lesser than than how you're gonna do in house. So in terms of of cyber defense, we are also seeing a, a change in that um, in the way that the products are being offered. From um, like, um, in the past, we are always focused on like network and perimeter defense, blocking out the bad guys from your networks. And it's slowly, you know, evolving into, you know, um, end endpoint protection um, using machine learning and AI, integrating them into into cybersecurity. You know, um, implementing zero trust, whitelisting, for example. And it's really, you know, changing how um, the security industry is moving towards. And for the blockchain part, I would say that um, there's a big buzz around blockchain now. Um, firstly, because of, of the previously skyrocketing. Skyrocketing cryptocurrency prices, but I feel that um, the potential of blockchain technology is 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 still there, and um, there are many um, pilots and projects coming out. Although there are not many use cases that that and 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 many um, implementations that are already in place. So, but we we think that you know blockchain is definitely solving certain issues. Um, for example, like like the trust in in voting. I think Australia just just you know source, um, they are actually sourcing for for a blockchain startup to to handle their election process, and I think that mm-hmm. this is really a breakthrough for in terms of technology because um, we can finally have you know um, we can finally have um, um, the blockchain technology solving um, real life problems there, and we we also um, see. Apart from the banking industry, like I mentioned earlier, we actually see a lot of um, investment to in blockchain coming from the supply chain industry, where you know it is being used to track um, food provenance, um, logistics, and authenticity of like luxury goods. And I think it's it's you know it's gonna get big um, in maybe not the near future, but maybe five ten years down the road. I think blockchain would be more widely used. And, and hopefully, because it seems like a much more secure way for, to conduct to, to conduct a lot of these these different services and working in security, you know, yeah. clearly that's kind of where you're headed as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, um, the 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 underlying benefit is you know it it, it provides the it brokers the trust within the entire um, network and all the nodes. So um, inherently, you know, it it 
it actually um, gives a, a baseline security in transactions that are being carried out in the blockchain. But having said that, um, it, it might not apply to you know every case and every scenario. So um, it's really important for companies to actually you know um, understand what what they want and and understand what kind of transactions they're handling and whether it is really um, suitable for the blockchain environment. So as a as a senior security analyst. Where are you seeing the most security issues in general, and and how are, how are you working to solve those issues? Yeah, I I think that um as as far as the thing goes um you know human is always the weakest thing in security, so I think um in internal threats be it um be it a a a, a disgruntled employee or or just a a silly mistake, I I think that um. We can um, implement all sorts of security solutions, but just a, a careless mistake of, of maybe plugging in a infected USB into the, the network would cost you know all the previous efforts and money spent to to go into waste. So um, the proper security awareness and training is 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 the way to go. You know, um, apart from the investment in security products. So it's always um, revolving around people, process, technology. But I feel that the people aspect is is the most important. And and and, and at IDC, we always advocate, you know, that security um, should not be treated as an IT issue. It's a business risk, and and it needs to be handled by you know various stakeholders in the company, not just the 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 IT department. And also, security has um the the culture has all has to always be driven top down. You know, with the the C suite, you know, understanding the risk that they're facing, um, practicing what they preach, and and giving talks and trainings to their employees and staff, and also pre- and um, monitoring the results as well. No, absolutely. And you know, as we move towards more automated services, you feel like security is just going to get better and better because the human aspect is going to be taken out of it. Mm-hmm. I I think um that is a double edged sword because um. As the the cybersecurity defenders, as we call it, um, are using automation and and AI machine learning in, in the security products, so are uh, um, the cyber criminals as well. So I think it's always a, a a race, you know, towards who is faster in terms of adapt adopting such um technology and and coming up with with something different. And um, usually, I mean. Being the good guys is hard work because we will have to, you know, take a look. We will have to, you know, um, I mean, witness a breach first, when and then and then comes the cure, right? Like somebody Mm. um, exploiting a vulnerability before a patch is being issued to patch up that vulnerability. Yeah. So I think it goes Uh, both ways with automation in place. That's true. You're right that that if you're on the side of the good guys, quote unquote, that you are constantly playing catch up because it's hard to protect against something you don't know is coming. You have to wait until something happens and then do damage control. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. So, so it's also important that you know these um, organizations are, are prepared for such such incidents. You know, as the saying goes, it's not if it will happen, but when it will happen. So it's always good to have um, a incident response plan. So that you are ready to 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 contain and control whatever you know breaches that they they are going to face. So, give me a little bit of background about yourself. How did you find your How did you find yourself into this space uh, with IDC? So, um, I I came from a, a 
cybersecurity practitioner background. So I used to be a information security manager for a um, secure printing company when where we were doing um, printing of like bank statements. So um, we are a third, third party service provider to the banks and governments, and um, being being a third um, party service provider to to them, we are expected to actually hold a a cybersecurity standards, you know, on par with them. But it's near to impossible. But that's where I come into play to actually um, try to mitigate the risk and 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 actually um, try to keep a lookout for on the networks. So um, with that experience, I realized that you know. Um, it's difficult to to push the cybersecurity agenda up to the C-suite. So, like I mentioned, security should be driven top down, and and it's really difficult for a just a manager to try to push such culture onto to the board. So, um, I came across the opportunity to to work with IDC, and I I feel that you know, um, being in 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 such a company actually helps to drive the agenda to to drive. Um, the the cybersecurity awareness out in the market and it, it's it's working good so far. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So what what keeps you motivated? You know, is it is it being the good guy and finding solutions? Is it is it the technology is intriguing to you? And what keeps you motivated to to keep fighting this problem? Yeah, I actually found a new motivation um, four months ago because I just had my baby boy and um, yeah, so. Um, I mean, you know, thinking about my baby growing up and, and kids nowadays, they they get access to the internet and they get online very pretty easily. And, you know, I I try to keep, um try to clean up. I mean, I try to drive the agenda to keep the cyber safe, um, cyberspace safe so that when my kids grow up and get online, you know, I, I mean, I hope, I mean, they will be exposed, but I just hope that Somehow, you know, I play a part in keeping them safe as well. That is such a strong motivator because, you know, you are making making the internet. The internet is such a wonderful tool for for education and for connecting with people across the world. And now, in the future, for for children, it's going to be the main place for commerce. You know, you mm-hmm. trying to make it a safer place for for your children is is a very beautiful and and real motivator. Yep, that's right. Uh, well, congratulations on your son, on your your child. Um, what yep, is the best you. way? Of course. Um, what is the best way for people to get involved with IDC, sign up and register, and connect? Um, I I think you know our analysts are, are all around the social media. It's it's good to reach out to an analyst where where um where we are in a a research area of your interest and but definitely the the main sales line is always open the the hotline is always open but i feel that um it's good to get in touch with analysts you know um you know just drop us a ping chat with us you know let us know um what what is your area of interest what are your concerns about and 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 we can you know just have a, have coffee or something just and because as analysts, we really love to chat and, and understand more about what is going on in the market, be it in the end user space or the technology supplier space. Yep. So, yep, just reach out to any analyst. Like I mentioned, our one of the main, um, the strongest point of IDC is that we have um, a thousand over analysts worldwide. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast and sharing your knowledge and insight about this, this space. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you. That is Jeff Diaz. He is a senior analyst at IDC. Their website is IDC 
www.futuretech.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.